That's episode 269 of The Platform is a show about games and nerd culture, and I'm your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Joshua, crazy I'm Joshua Mobley. You sound so tired. <laughs> I just, these cats have just been a whole thing today. All right, Jake, come on. Uh, yeah, so it's episode 269, which is wild because I thought last week was 269. I don't, either way, uh, nice. You know, nice. It is very nice. It is very nice. Yeah. <sighs> it has been uh, two weeks since my last it's confession. Been two weeks since <laughs> confession. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's been a very busy time, uh, and. I, today, today I am exhausted. Let me just, let's get the elephant out of the room, right? Let's get the elephant out of the room. I'm very tired because I've been, uh, a, a, a single parent for one whole day, but that, which wouldn't really be that impressive, except it's also a day where my daughter decided that she didn't want to cooperate with anything, and also, she didn't want to eat any of the stuff that she was supposed to eat for food. And then she also didn't want to sleep when it was time to sleep. And she wasn't ready to wake up when she needed to wake up. It's just been a whole thing. Then we've got, you know, a bunch of stuff in the industry happening. And then I've got a bunch of personal stuff that I'm taking care of uh, before I take this big trip to go to PAX. It's just, I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know so it 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 is uh if if you're get, if you're picking up on those vibes from me that is what it is it's just i just been through the ringer today uh with no breaks and no help and it's just it's been it's been rough it's been rough but we are here to talk to the people about some games yeah and things and to talk to yeah. each other because as you know, as longtime listeners will know, uh, this is really my only contact with the outside world. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it is it is always uh, it is always nice to hang out with you for a little while and talk about some sure. games and things. So I've been playing a few little things. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the show notes. Uh, not, but. I've been playing a couple of things on PC. I've been playing a couple of things on Switch. Not really diving too deeply into any of them, but just kind of me meandering the, around. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, meandering, meandering about, seeing if anything really speaks to me right now. And uh, the answer is kind of, but we will get into mm-hmm. that. Uh, do you? Uh, since I've got a couple smaller things. Uh, I'm I not sure what you've got. I also have a few just tiny things, basically. Okay, well let's let's just uh, let's ping pong back and forth. Um. So. Oh my God, Jake, what have you done? Stop stepping on my keyboard. If the if the if the stream abruptly becomes filled with all kinds of chaos, uh, you will know why. It's because this this, this little cat. dude is just absolutely mischievous. One of the most mischievous little urchins to ever be. Uh, yeah, so 
Uh, I started a couple of games that I know you're not going to be able to talk about, so we won't spend a whole lot of time on them. Uh, I started Wild Hearts. Um, so I've been playing this on the uh, Xbox, and I was like, oh, okay, this is... I, I kind of started out... I don't know how many people have played this. Uh, I don't think it's on Game Pass. No, there's is a trial oh. on Game okay. Pass. Uh, yeah, so I was playing the original, uh, or uh, not the original, I was playing like the, the opening and the tutorial and stuff like that, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. This moves like a little bit quicker, it's a little bit a little bit more swift than uh, Monster Hunter, which obviously is like the main comparison that people are going to make, um, but, uh, which is welcome, because I'm not a, I'm not... <laughs> Mom Jum in the chat says, Brian needs a calm show tonight. No one state any opinions that will set him off. <laughs> I mean, if you want to liven it up, then go ahead. Also, I should say, under Josh, it says Chris's name and social. That's oh. just uh, in me- in memoriam. There, I fixed uh, it. Not, he's not He's not dead. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I had a layer. I had a layer uh, uh, hidden. Yeah. <clears throat> So now you get the giant, yeah. beautiful bubble text with, with for, no handles or anything. Boy. It's just like this. No handles. That's me, don't baby. don't find him, except find him. Uh, you could find, find me him on, on, uh, on YouTube at, at on YouTube at Media yeah. is Mythic and all that. I'm sort on of LinkedIn, stuff. but that's only for people that I've actually worked with. So yeah, you won't. You won't. And be I do. Able to I do me. like the. <laughs> yeah, I do like the the letterboxed and uh, for me backlogged. Uh, you know. Uh, socials, I guess, because I'm I'm really having a lot of fun with that site. Yeah. Uh, and my my understanding is it's either inspired by or actually a sister site of Letterboxd. I have no idea. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, uh, but yeah. So, oh God, what was I talking about? Wild Hearts. Wild Hearts. Yes. Uh, so it started off and it was a bit peppier and a bit uh, more kind of fast paced than Monster Hunter, which I welcomed because I've always found as somebody who like really loves the Dark Souls games, um, Monster Hunter is just a little bit too slow and deliberate for me. Like the the great thing uh, about, well, I mean... I guess even with like the lighter weapons and stuff, like it just doesn't feel quite as actiony as I would like. And I feel like the one of the the first major points in Wild Hearts' favor is that it is more like it feels like more of an action game, like more of a kind of fast paced thing. Uh, and then I got to the part where you build things, and I was like, "Well, this is weird." Uh, but traversing around the world uh, still felt pretty good. Uh, and then I got basically to the end of, I don't know. Do you know where the demo ends? Like, does it end after you like find the village or whatever? The demo ends like when you get to the... Minato. So... Okay. Okay. So I basically did the, the yeah. whole demo. So you fought King uh, Tusk. Then, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is a cool, a cool fight. Uh, and it was, it was a, a, a fun thing to kind of like get my, um, get my footing in you know a fight that is not quite a dark souls fight not quite a monster hunter fight but kind of somewhere in the middle i thought was kind of interesting so that is uh that is pretty cool i'm not sure whether 
you might know this, if if you need to do anything to get access to the trial or if it is just like a free demo. No, or whatever, I think if but... you just have Game Pass Ultimate, you can play like for 10 okay. hours, I think. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's definitely plenty of time for you to see if it's for you. But I was, I was uh, surprised how kind of relaxing it was, which is not my experience at all with Monster Hunter. Like my, when I play Monster Hunter, it's typically like, I don't know. I feel like I'm playing like high stakes poker mm-hmm. or something where I'm just going to be one shot and then have to spend a bunch of time doing stuff over again, which I find very tedious. Uh, but yeah, so that's that. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. That was the the thing. I'm, I'm going to play more, but because uh, I have it on Xbox um, and I've been moving around a lot and I'm about to be like, you know, uh, PAX, PAX East is coming up. I'm going to be there if any of our listeners are at the show. Uh, look out for me. Feel free to come up and say hello. Um, I would love to talk with you. I will also be with a uh, friend of the show and previous multi-time guest host, Will Berger. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Come up and come up and say hello, introduce yourselves. And I'm, I'd be happy to talk with any of you about any number of things. Uh, and I'm definitely going to be trying to figure out someone comes up to you with a scroll and they're just like, (laughs) here we go. I need to talk to you about the elder scrolls. All right, fine. Go for it, man. I'm not going to look at this scroll because I want to keep my sanity in my eyesight. Uh, you know, but we can definitely talk about it. Uh, but yeah, so that's that was that. So, uh, oh my dear God. <sighs> okay, Josh, what <laughs> have you been up to? As I ascertain whether... Okay, no, she didn't. She didn't unplug it, but she is definitely picking up her camera and flinging it about. All right. Um I played a, I haven't played much of it and I want to play more of it, but I played a cool little game called Potionomics that I would oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. highly, highly recommend people play. So did you beat it? Cause I know you've talked. No, about this I, I have, I've barely played it, but okay. um, it's that good that it needs, it needs, uh, it needs to be regaled from the mountaintops. Potionomics is one of those games that like you play and you go, why is no one talking about this? Which I'm sure you've had many experiences, right? With with uh, other indie yes. games. You're like, how come no one has ever... How come I've literally never heard anyone talk about this ever? Um, although... That happens to me all the time, including when I'm on this show and telling you guys yeah. about it and you're like, I've never heard of this. And I'm like, it's yeah. incredible. Although I did... <laughs> In a in a meeting at some point, someone recently did bring it up, and I was like, "Oh my god, potionomics!" Oh, potionomics! Yeah. So, wow. Um, the basis of the game, it's a, it is sort of like potion craft, but way different. So it is, I would say, it's a combination of, like, a visual novel plus a management simulation game where you like are running a business. So like like a merchant RPG, you know. Um, and also a uh, deck building game. Uh, the the deck building game I would compare it to the most is like uh, Slay the Spire. Like the cards feel very similar to something like Slay the Spire. And the uh, amount of things that you can do like in a turn feels very much like Slay the Spire. But 
um, you're not actually attacking people. <laughs> you're like trying to sell them potions, essentially. So the crux of the game is that you play um, this young woman whose name I honestly cannot remember. Uh, oh, Sil Sil Sylvia, that's right. You play this one young woman named Sylvia whose uncle, nice whose uncle owns a potion shop and he dies, and so you have you inherit it, and you show up and it's like oh so it's like uh it's like a little out. but more more comical and not um you know, and not like a not burning um, <laughs> what's the word burning commentary on the state of late stage capitalism. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is sure. more like funny, you know. Um, but like okay. you show up gotcha. and it's all just dingy and gross and uh you become friends with a talking owl named Owl and he like teaches you how to yeah. Great name. They they comment on it. She goes, "You're you're a talking owl named Owl." And he's like, "Listen." <laughs> Like, Listen, you yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> it's the writing is really, really good. Like it's really humorous. The characters are really um cool too. Like they're all very unique. I've only met some of them, but um like essentially you have a debt of like a million gold that you have to pay off. But also there's like competitions that are coming up. There's an actual calendar in the game that you have to like you know how many days away from doing something you are. So it's one of those things, it's like Citizen Sleeper in a way, where like you have a day, you only have so much that you can do in that day. So you have to plan accordingly, right? So like brewing potions takes time and you have six slots like on your day. So like brewing potions okay. will take like one, but you know, one to do the act of making it, but then the potion might take two to three of those hours or whatever you want to call them, segments to finish brewing um, and then opening your shop will consume two because you'll open in either like morning, afternoon or night or whatever. Um, and you have to like put your potions on different shelves and like you eventually will build different shelves and cauldrons that do different things. And so you have like a window shelf that's like, these are my premium, you know, nice potions, but then you have just like other shelves. So like some might give you a bonus depending on which ones you put there. And when people come in to buy your potions, um, you play like a card game, but instead of the card game being like, you know, attack, defend or something like it's in Slay the Spire, it's like you're trying to haggle. So the cards are all things like um, thinking about it or whatever. And you'll spend a certain amount of like their, uh, your customer's patience is like your mana. So you'll spend a certain amount of their patience to, to think about it. And that's like draw some cards or whatever. Um, or you have like cards called like the opening line. So if it's like the first card you play during a turn, the rest of your cards get like bonuses and stuff. Um, and the idea mm -hmm. is you're trying to like talk up your product without running their patience dry, essentially. And that, cause if you do, they just leave. Uh, so you're like trying to get them more and more interested to raise the price, but they will come back at you with things that you have to defend yourself against and the things will be like, you know, um, you're str you have a stress level. Uh, and so like they could throw some comment at you that stresses you out where it's like, uh, 
They're like, oh, I mean, that's kind of expensive or something, right? Or some kind of like, uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I thought this was supposed to be like a bit of a cheaper product or something. And you have to use like cards to defend yourself like you would in Slay the Spire because you know ahead of time, like in that game, like, oh, this, this, you know, these uh, creatures are going to do like an attack that does 10 damage. So you need to guard up to 10 or whatever. So you have different cards that you'll earn from different people. Like you learn different communication skills from the other characters that you converse with and they become cards that you use like in your haggling and stuff and it's like really cool um it's really really interesting and just like really well designed in that aspect the rest of the game is like all of your sim management and making potions and learning how to make better potions and it's not as crazy as like if you play po i know you've played potion craft but like if you play yeah. Potion Craft, that game is just like crazy complex with just the amount of stuff that you can do with the ingredients and you have that map and everything. This is like this ingredient has like this many red and this many blue and like this recipe you need to like balance out blue and red to a certain amount. So you just toss stuff in the cauldron and like it'll be done in two hours. It's sort of just that's it. It's really easy. Um, it's so weird because this just from your description of it this does sound a lot like that game like potion craft yeah yeah which is weird because potion craft but is I would not say like, like anything i'd ever played potion before. craft though like the haggling is just kind of like a timing thing you know this is like haggling mm. is the game like you know like normally okay. when because when someone comes into your shop in potion craft they're like i need to poison some rats you're just poisoning. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm just going to make some poison. And then you sell it to them. And like, that's it. Right. Or you can haggle a little, but you sell it to yeah. them. In this, it's like you make stuff. And then the game isn't like them telling you what they want. Like they come into your shop because they know or they are, you already have a product they want. So they see, they come in and they're like, it's like they're coming to the cash register. They're like, I have a health potion that you put on yourself. Okay. Yeah. So it's, so it's kind of like Moonlighter then? I would assume. I haven't played Moonlighter, so. But it's oh like you God. put, you know, I put health potions out on the shelf. That's and then You want to talk about one of those one of those indie games that I'm like, why is nobody talking about this? Moonlighter right. is one of those. Um That that is that is legitimately like one of my favorite games I've ever reviewed. There you go. It's really, really, really. But yeah, good. it's like they're coming to the cash register, and then after they have come to the cash register and they're saying, I want to buy this health potion you made, then the game begins the haggling game begins where you're like playing you're getting a hand of random cards you drew from your deck and you're like okay i want to use these defend myself against their criticism you know like all that stuff um and like then you sell them and then after a certain amount of customers like you end selling and then you've taken that amount out of the day um but then during the day you can also do other stuff like other than just brewing potions like you can go visit the other characters and your friends because uh like the first one of the first characters you meet is this like really weird guy who's like kind of a witch but like he has the hookup for like mushrooms and other things that you need to use like ingredients essentially yeah and so like part of it part of the game too is actually like becoming friends with these people because like as you befriend him he gets different things that he doesn't have before that he can sell you like different ingredients. And also if you manage to get a hold of an ingredient that he doesn't sell, you can take it to him 
and he'll like taste it or whatever. So you lose it, but then he says, oh, now I have it in the shop. So then you can like buy it in the future because. So he tastes it and then like creates. No, it he because he forges. <laughs> so like then he after he tastes it, okay. he sort of like consents them. So then he knows like I know where to go get them. Basically, okay. it's kind of it's a whole thing. They, he explains it. Um, yeah. And then there's like uh, there's another woman named Mint who is like my favorite character. She's amazing. She's the she's part of the Adventurers Guild. And she's this like really perky, upbeat, like, yeah, I'm going to be the best adventurer ever, right? And um, part of being friends with her is you make her potions to go out on adventures. And then when she comes back, she brings you, like, loot, like a certain amount of the loot. So it's like you're financing her expeditions. So she's like, I need this many. And then she gives you, like, yeah. your, your, like... You get not finder's fee, but like you pretty, helped her survive. Pretty so she much gives you some yeah. of the stuff. And yeah. like, as you befriend her, she gets like more powerful. So then she can go on like more dangerous expeditions and stuff like through the guild and you get like a little fee, but like going to visit people costs a segment of time, like in your day, like persona. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it costs, you have one of, you have six. So like going to see someone costs like one segment of your day to go talk to someone. And if you go talk to multiple people, it's like you chip away. Um, so it's like if you, when you start a day, you're like, I have six whole segments. Yeah. And then it's like, I brewed potions and sold potions and visited one friend and suddenly we're done, you know? And it's like, Oh, I didn't yeah. buy ingredients and I didn't like upgrade my bench or like go to the walrus guy to build a new cauldron or something like, and all of that takes time. Yeah, as well. It all takes time. So like okay. it is one of those, like, it is like Citizen Sleeper where you're like, today I'm going to go yeah. to work, you know, or like today I'm going to yeah. focus really hard on like getting mushrooms so like the soup guy can make better soup or like whatever. It's very much in that vein yeah. where you're like, I have to ch kind of choose what I want to do today and then like plan accordingly because I know in like eight days there's some potion competition that I have to enter, you know, and like try and win the prize. I, or so I know that the, 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 cook in citizen sleeper goes off of rare mushrooms but when you said that there was part of me that's like wait is that also in this no. potion game <laughs> there's like a guy that's cooking that you got to get no. mushrooms for because you were also talking about mushrooms i was like dang man that would be crazy but also that's a pretty good yeah. idea but yeah it's mushrooms are good in it's soup. similar to those um i i also don't know what else to say about it so but is like it, the, the it's great the, is it similar in like the degree to which you are balancing like different kind of story arcs or like there's a grander overall thing or is it basically just like, Oh, this is, this is an endless thing. Uh, and you're just I mean, going through the cycle of TBD the day because there are story arcs that happen. Like okay. your debt is not just like a debt to pay off whenever, like the witch who comes to like, is that kind of sounds like freedom wars or whatever, where it's like, you got like a, Oh, a, trillion dollar I forgot debt, about that. and like that's the whole thing yeah. is like working it off that's um, like the point it's not the point but it is one of the like story beats it's like the main i would say okay. story beat but like as you go you get other little quests you know that are like okay. you know to find certain things or like make a certain potion for someone and then uh Unlike Citizen Sleeper, where some days you might have a day where like nothing story-wise happens so far every single day has something at least when i've played so far you wake up and there's like it's kind of like hades in that way where like every time you die 
you're probably going to get at least something, you know, yeah, something, something happens, new yeah. is going to happen like this. In this, it feels that way a little bit, too, where it's like every day you wake up, there's some new bullshit or like some some new character to meet, you know, um, or like quests to do or something. Um, it's also pretty cheap. I think it was only like 20 bucks, 25 dollars. And do you have any idea? Uh, not that this is, you know, a one to one with value, obviously, but do you know how long it is? I don't. And, and now uh, I'm gonna and look it up. Can you refresh me on on where it's available? It is only available, unfortunately, right now on Steam. I okay. wish that it was on Switch because it would be. It says about twenty hours to beat the main okay. story. For completionist, it's like forty five, which is very long. Um, but, um. And you said potion potionomics. 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 Potionectomy. Potion. <laughs> um, also, the character art and designs are like almost pi- like Pixar level good. Like not in their rendering, but in their like animation and they're just like design. They look amazing and like very much like you could see a silhouette of the character and be like, I know who that is. Like that's you know oh yeah it's on sale it's normally 25 dollars and it's 21 24 right yeah. now but it's uh for the next three days it's on sale it yeah. is freaking awesome and i highly recommend it and also just the character animations are great the writing is great the oh it's by xseed i'm go. actually going to see them uh this well, there week you go tell them so to put I'll, this game on I'll switch talk to them about this <laughs> Because I think this game would be amazing on Switch. Like, it's not like it's super demanding or anything. It's just, uh, it doesn't require any timing of you or anything. Um, Yeah, this looks, uh, I don't know why, but I was thinking it was going to look graphically like, uh, like uh, Potion Craft. No, it's very. And it looks literally nothing like that. It's very like, and the characters are just like, when you see the character animation, you're like, God damn, these are, these are animated so well. Like I'm, I'm almost certain they hired someone who did like animation animate. Not that like, you know, not trying to say like game animation. This looks like a Disney show or something. Like the, the animation is like on that, like Disney DreamWorks level. Like it's so good. Uh, there's a there's a gif on the steam page where the character is is talking about like haggling or something like that and her like she's moving very deliberately she's like counting on one finger and two fingers and the rest of her fingers are like moving realistically she's like bending her finger back as she like touches them her hair is like jingling a little bit and her eyes are moving as she's like kind of moving around her eyebrows. are mo- like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's very it's detailed. incredible. Like it's, it's, you know, it's like, um, when people say like, you know, you don't really see good editing, which I don't, you don't see, uh, you don't see notice fine editing is what I would say. But like, yeah, this is one of those instances where, like, animation most of the time, if it's fine, you don't really notice it. But this one, I'm like, I noticed immediately. I was like, dude, like the animation. Oh, level interesting. Is like next level. So it was nominated for a 50 Annie Awards in 2022, and it was a finalist in the Excellence in Visual Art at the Independent Games Festival. There you go. So it deserved. All those things. 
because it's it's great. I highly recommend it. I really hope they bring it to Switch at some point because I think it'd be like the perfect home for a game like this, like a visual novel-y kind of game where you, you know, boot up and you're like, I'm going to play two days real quick, you know, and see what's going on with Mint and like everybody and make some potions. And it's just, it's also just like really lighthearted and legitimately funny. Like it's, I can't, I can't say enough good things about this game. It's really great. That's pretty yeah. good. I dig it. Catch the fever. It wins my catch the fever award. And you're not even anywhere near done it with it. No. Which is crazy. I need to play more of it. Um, yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking like, man, if this is, if this is on switch, then maybe I'll pick it up for my trip. But I wish it was, uh, I would have bought it on switch if I, uh, if it yeah. was, but it's not. Cause I weirdly as someone who like last year was like, I never play my switch. Suddenly now my switch is all I want to play like lately. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You just get that bug. You do. And also I'm just realizing there's like, I'm realizing there's so many good indie games and other games that like, I wasn't even aware were like re-released on switch, you know, like not just like Nintendo games, but like other games that were on like, you know, Sega Saturn or whatever. And they just are on the eShop and you're like, when did this happen? How come no one said anything? Right. Like, and, uh, Because we're going on, how many years has it been? It's been almost eight years of the Switch. There's so many games on Switch that I'm like, and I don't know, I don't, I I knew that, you know, in my head, but like, then you start kind of, I wish there was a better way to explore the eShop though, but like, you start looking around, you're like, holy crap, there's a lot of good shit in here. (laughs) Like, there's so many good games. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that the that the Nintendo Switch has been uh, has been out for eight years and the PS5 has been out for seven years. It's crazy. The PS5 has not been out for seven. Years. <laughs> it hasn't, but it feels like it. Oh man, yeah. No, it's been out for three years, but uh, yeah, that's cool. I am interested in that. I will have to find some time to play it in between all the other things that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, another game I dipped into basically for no time at all. I think I've kind of done like the basically the intro for this as well is Dead Space. I finally started playing some another Dead Space. Game let I me tell you guys, <laughs> another game you have to be quiet about, but this game looks so freaking good. You guys. <sighs> But it's also really freaky. I mean, everybody knows Dead Space is freaky. But uh, I will tell the story again. Uh, I bought the original Dead Space. Uh, the I believe it was the year that it launched on Thanksgiving. It like launched for, for right Black before Friday. Black. It launched right before Halloween. It it launched yeah. So so Black Friday. I got it at Target for like. I'm not even kidding. I got it for like 15 or 20 bucks or something like that. Like right after it came out, they had like some ridiculous sale and I bought it uh, and I started to play it and I was scared. Like you would not believe I was terrified. I'm not a horror game guy. I'm not a horror movie guy as, as you know, Josh knows full well uh, being uh, one of the, my former co-hosts with Dark Corridors, the horror movie podcast, which was 
uh, wish we had time to do that. I loved that show. It which was, was it was a great show. Which was it was very challenging for me. Uh, you would was, have built. You would have me. built that skin up, like over time. Yeah. Then yeah. you're like whatever. Doesn't even. Like I saw, yeah, I saw well, Scream Six crazy, this yeah. week, and like there's a couple of times where they tr- they clearly are like we're gonna try and get you, and I just didn't. It never got me. Once. Yeah. It's a good movie though. I enjoyed it, but like I'm I'm no I now know. You know, like I've so watched so many that like when I watch horror movies, I pretty much know the editing patterns and like the way that they mix the audio to try and like get you. And like yeah. now that I know, it's just, you know, you see it coming. You're you like, know what to oh, look for. It yeah, it's coming. And then in two seconds, it's like, bloom. And you're like, OK, yeah, it's fine. But yeah, you know, I guess I guess that is something that I've experienced in games where like. Uh, like I'll be playing like a, a Metroidvania or something and they'll do something and I'm like, ugh, it's one of these, huh? <laughs> you know, yeah. like you've just experienced, you've, you're so like up to your elbows in the genre that you're just like, I know what you're going to say before yeah. you even know what you're going to say. Like a fetch quest, huh? All right. Here we go. Yeah. Or like somebody will, something will happen and you'll be like, I bet the person that I'm with is going to say this. And then they say that exact same, that exact thing. And then they thing. go, oh, you know, clean up on aisle five <laughs> or something. Like, Did that really yeah. happen? Oh my Whoa. goodness. I'm terrified. I can't believe we made it out okay. It's like, yeah. yeah. Just just lines that they've just got. Yeah. They've, they're just frequent. I feel like they're getting like frequent flyer miles based <laughs> off of how many times they use this sentence in this genre. But, uh, but yeah, but yeah, dead space, man, it, uh, it's remains quite good. Remains quite good. Uh, I'm not sure if the controls were changed, but like it, it definitely feels more natural than, uh, than I, I will, remember. I will, I will perk up and say they were. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely uh, was like, oh, this like this control. I was expecting the control scheme to be like a little weird, but it was definitely like made a lot more sense than I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was that was fun. That was fun. Uh, I will get back to it eventually, but I definitely did go into that and was like, I don't know if I was ready for this. Like, I don't know if I was ready to be spooked mm-hmm. like this again. Uh I've got I've got the frayed nerves of a new homeowner. I'm not sure I'm ready to be <laughs> to be uh, scared on a cosmic level right now. You want to watch a good movie about homeownership? Uh, house. If you gonna if you say the money no. pit, so help me God. <laughs> no house um, is okay. a horror movie. That's it's kind of a comedy too, but it's a horror. It's like a horror comedy, and I watched it like right after we bought this house and I went, wow, they really made a horror movie about homeownership where it's like every day you wake up, there's some like some new bullshit, like some new terror, you know, that's like happening. It's uh, it was very funny. And also yeah. it, the sequel has the greatest. Is the sequel called House no, House? It's called House to the second story. <laughs> Uh, it's it's so god that's it's good. So good it's bad but it's, it's so it's good so good that the first time i read that out loud i yelled like fuck i was like it made me like angry it's so good it's like it's yeah. so perfect Ugh. yeah every once in a while you see those i may i may watch this just because of that just because of the title of the sequel i may actually i haven't seen the sequel movie. but I, I enjoyed the first one 
But yeah. God. Anyways, Dead Space. Surprise! It's one of the best reviewed games of the year. Uh, and that's because it's good. But yeah. There you go. It's weird having him talk, though. I like it. But like, I mean, it's it's not like he's not a character. He is definitely a character. So I, it kind of, did in you, retrospect, doesn't make sense two? that he didn't talk in the first one. Uh, no, I have not played two. two. Oh, maybe. I, well, I've played the beginning of two. I got to the point where you have to fight toddlers, and I was like, mm, "You do that in the first one." And this is this is. Oh no! Was, no, you fight babies in the first one. It's different. <laughs> this one was. This one was, was children. <laughs> And it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, here's, here's the thing. The part that I had a problem with about fighting the toddlers <laughs> wasn't that you had to murder toddlers. It was that they kept beating me. <laughs> oh God. Ugh. I had to write that one down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, what else? What else were you uh, were you getting into this? Oh week? man, I spent my weekend modding some consoles. Um, oh. I did two. One of them I showed you guys. I modded my GameCube, so it was my first time soldering ever, and I managed to get it to work somehow. Wow. Um, I'm too intimidated by soldering. So anytime people are like, "Oh, to mod this, you need to solder uh, something," I'm like, "Once nope. I did it, I was like, oh, this isn't that.'" bad it's not as like uh you know it's not it's not as bad as uh I, w- I was thinking or like building up um it's it's but you've also painted like miniatures yeah, but and I'm stuff, not good at which it. is like very <laughs> which is very detail focused work like i don't really do detail work so i'm always scared that i'm just gonna like absolutely wreck things beyond repair my with my trick gun. was to just get everything in place and ready and then just like do it, you know, um, and that managed to work. I got it to work. Um, so now my GameCube can play homebrew and backups and still run its disk drive. Um, That's pretty good. Pretty great. Um, and then I got this kit for my Game Boy Advance and I didn't show you this yet, but I modded okay. a Game Boy Advance. And so uh, I got a new shell. I got a backlit screen and it has a battery pack. So there's a little USB-C in there to Uh like run it. And I'll, I'll, I'll show you. Cause like it is night and day difference. Like wow. Um, And I, I gotta be honest with you. I think I like that form factor on the Game Boy more than I like the, you know, what's funny is, um, I have another one of these, uh, like a, a really beat up one. And mm-hmm. my sister found my, this was my, this is the motherboard from my original Game Boy. Um, everything else is basically new, like replaced, like different buttons, different shell, uh, battery pack, all that stuff. But like, um, I held it when I got it back and I was like, man, this one feels pretty good. Like, it definitely yeah. like when you're holding it though, you definitely your hands meet because I have like big man hands now and not like you know the hands of a. When did this come out? Like girl. when I was like twelve or whatever, and I like twelve year old hands anymore. So like, um, it's it's 
a little weird. And also these buttons and stuff are like they're clicky and they feel pretty good. But then when you're playing them, sometimes you're like, man, like it doesn't quite feel it doesn't feel the same. So if you're a stickler for that, you might be like, I don't hmm. like this. But um, I played some I don't have very many GBA games right now. So I played some Star Wars Episode three Revenge of the Sith because it was just a game I had. Um, and it yeah. looks freaking awesome on this thing. Uh, and that was that was fun. This actually didn't require any soldering at all, which was nice. Oh. So it has a rechargeable battery now and stuff. And now I'm kind of like, I need to hunt down some GBA games, like when I'm at the antique fair and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was interesting doing doing huh. both. I'm, I'm in this weird mode where. So how did you get the screen backlit if you didn't do any soldering screen? So you just you took buy, it apart and just you took essentially the take you take your Game Boy apart. You remove the ribbon cable, which sounds intimidating. It's not. It's super easy. You take the ribbon cable that connects the screen to the motherboard out. And then the screen that you buy this one, which if you can see it, um, you got there was a bunch you could pick from. And I picked the one that's like the gray that says like the dot matrix on the top, like the original. They call it the DMG Game yeah. Boy, the big gray one. Um, and you essentially like put the new screen in the shell and then you just re like put the new ribbon cable in and then put all the stuff in and close it up, which it actually was a little finicky, but once you got, once I got it, like it took me maybe an hour and a half to two hours to do this one. But I think if you handed me one now, I could bust through it in like 30 minutes. Cause I like know what I'm doing now, you know? So I'm like, oh, I could nice. bla I could blaze through one of these, like building one of these from start to finish, like probably pretty fast now. Um, but yeah. it is like night and day difference. And I'm starting to look around at like my original hardware consoles. And I'm like, what could I do to you? Like I see my Dreamcast over there and I have like a Hyperkin HD cable to it. But now I'm like, do they have any HD mods for the Dreamcast and stuff? And they're starting to make like, SD card mods, which is kind of what I what I did basically to my GameCube. They're starting to make those for like uh, like any console you can think of, like Neo Geo, the original Xbox, like PS2 is another really easy one. There's there's some PS2 mods where you literally buy this memory card with a slot and you burn this specific disc and you just plug it in and it just works. Like there's some really interesting stuff out there now that I was like not aware of at all. Um, and now I'm like, man, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I want to do this because like playing, like busting out, like Dolphin is really good. I love Dolphin, but like playing Rogue Squadron on a TV with an actual GameCube controller on original hardware, like does not even come close like to just playing on Dolphin yeah. with like an Xbox controller because it just doesn't, it's not the same. Like, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it but it's like not the same which is why i was like i want to fix this thing this game boy up because i want to play game boy stuff but like i don't want to play them on like a pc you know because it's it's not the same it doesn't feel the same the buttons aren't the same like i don't know so i have a new thing in life <laughs> but yeah that's cool yeah uh that's that's interesting. One of the things that I was thinking about when you were when you were talking about this is how like you're going to Japan and I was like, mm. yeah. What do you I want? used to have a modded PS One that I could use to just play 
pirated games all the time. Do they make HDMI mods now for PS1 and like all kinds of stuff? Like, I'm just like, mm. and like how, you know how like you and I were, were like talking about like, you know, modded PS3s and stuff like that to be able to have like that full array of backwards compatibility and stuff. And I was just like, mm. that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. It's, um, I need to, I need to, I think, I think eventually, and I, I may have talked about this before. I think eventually I do want to have, I don't really care about very, this might sound weird. I don't really care that much about exploring, uh, consoles that I missed out on like the dreamcast or the N64. Cause a lot of that stuff has been kind of ported forward or like I've just played it on different platforms or whatever. Um, but like the stuff that I used to have, like NES, Super Nintendo. Uh, Don't you have a mini? Magnavox Odyssey Two. I do have a Super Nintendo. I think mini. you can get I do those. Like I, 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 I modded you can that get wireless to... ones. Um, not from Nintendo, but I think somebody makes them. Like just to... the controllers yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I need to. I need to get one of those. But like, I did mod that, and I've got a bunch of Game Boy Advance and Super Nintendo and NES games on there. But. Uh, there there is you know the, those sorts of things ps1 ps2 ps3 i didn't super vibe with the original xbox or 360 although i did have them uh i well i liked my 360 fine i liked my 360 until I, the end like the last yeah. few years is when it was like what are we doing here you know yeah i had a i had a ps3 uh or no i had a i had a 360 uh, because my roommate wanted one. I was like, uh, he was like, if you buy the 360, I'll buy Halo. Uh, that doesn't seem like a I fair like, trade. <laughs> it's not, but like I owned it. So then yeah. I just, you know what I mean? Like he, he basically, he, he wanted to play the game and he was going to help me out a little bit. So I wouldn't have to do all of it, but then it was all just going to belong to me mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, but then I ended up selling my P- my 360 later to get a PS3. Um, and then I basically just played PS3 I until did. the end. But then after I got married, I bought a P- or, uh, another 360. I bought the Star Wars 360. Um, but well, If you ever want to get rid yeah. of that, I will buy it off you. Unfortunately, I already got rid of it. That's fine. I want to find those uh, like... There aren't that and many. And the place I sold it the yeah the place that i sold it to uh and it was it was like it was brand new when i tell you it was brand like it was brand new like i it, only i had played it i hadn't played that many games on it and i sold it to a place and then that place went out of business so i have no idea it's where just it is in a now. parking lot somewhere like i hope not <laughs> it was i sold it to a place called uh um what is it game over or something like that catchy name <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it was, yeah. it truly was game over for them. Uh, but yeah, it might've been called like game over video games or something like that. Yeah. But which is good, a good name for like a used game store or whatever. But I saw, I sold it for not that much. Basically, let me tell you, uh, ladies, gentlemen, and, uh, kids of all ages, uh, don't sell your stuff. Yeah. I, I, and I say this, regrets. I, I say this as somebody who was broke growing up. Uh, and who basically had to sell all my stuff to have money to buy the new thing. 
at this point, I wish that I had just not. I, I wish the same thing. Uh, and like my best friend also has a lot of regrets. Like the one thing he never did, he because Super Nintendo is his favorite console. He never sold. He's never sold a single one of his carts. So he has a very sizable Super Nintendo collection with some actually like rare stuff in there. Uh, yeah. But like back in the PS2 days, like he had some really rare stuff like. Um, he, I mean, he had the most notable thing I can remember him having was he had Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which for those of you who don't know, is a game worth about like 200 something bucks now on PS2. So, yeah. and he sold that for like 40, which is not, ugh. yeah, he's like, I regrets. And then a friend of mine had like all the fatal frames back when they weren't really worth anything. And now they're worth like a ton of money. Apparently someone was telling me, uh, and that's wild to me because i remember going with him to a bunch of game stops to buy them and they were like 12 dollars each because no one cared about fatal frame and now all of a sudden everyone does uh it's 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 wild man retro game prices are out of control right now they're like insane and they need to stop they yeah need to stop it yeah it's it's pretty crazy yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good, man. Modding is, it's great. Modding's great. You should, everyone should do it's it. Great. Modding is great. We had, we had a conversation the other, uh, the other week about cheats. Cheats, cheats are, great. are great. Modding is great. Yeah. Cause it gives, break your games in half, break your console. It gives in you half. control over your, over your console. Like my GameCube now I can force it to run in 480, like progressive scan, even if the game doesn't support it. I can be like, you're running in 480. I don't care, you know? And it, like, they like they don't look as good as Dolphin, obviously, because Dolphin can make them go to, like, 4K and, like, make everything look awesome. But, like, you're playing on the original hardware within its limitations, and for its limitations, like, you're getting a really... Especially if you up-res it and then loop it back into, like, a CRT, and you're like, this, is the, this looks probably the best it'll ever look. Like, it looks amazing, but... Yeah, that's what... I'm that's one thing I was going to say is like, you know, and as Chris has said, like the, the looking at it on original, like visual hardware, like, yeah. you know, cathode rate, yeah. maybe, <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah, it looks, looks yeah. freaking great. Those, those scan lines and not the ones that are in the settings menu. Yeah. The ones that are actually, actually on the didn't screen. Didn't check to see if this screen still retains scan. Actually, look. That would be cool. Out. I actually have no idea. I know that like, I don't think it does. Well, I honestly can't tell. Like, <laughs> uh, well, I don't think I don't. I don't think in the does. audience, we're just on pins and needles yeah. waiting to find. I don't it think out. it does. You probably can't see it, but it looks like just a screen. So yeah, it looks pretty good. The music in this game is so weird because it doesn't sound like any any star wars music it just sounds like some random you mean it's not a john williams original it doesn't sound, it doesn't uh, sound like it at original all original score um but the game's cool it's like a beat-em-up uh yeah pretty neat you, you know what else is cool what else is cool akbar i have one of those up there but he's a ben he's a bendable one is he is he holding uh, is he holding this into the air? Grogu? No, my mine's just sitting up there. 
He's just up there. Like Doing nice the old uh, the old Rafiki meme Mom, where he just Savannah. throws where he just throws Simba off the rock. Uh, man. Yeah. Honestly, it's all I well, got. The last thing that I uh, that I got is I jumped and we we're saving the best for last. I jumped into Metroid Prime hey. Remastered, my friends. And as a longtime Metroid fan, finally playing Prime again uh, on the Switch, I can say this game is safely a little bit annoying. It is a little annoying <laughs> at times. Uh, but I will say I am... Uh, I have <laughs> Mum jump in the chat says, "What is he holding? Is is that a trap? Uh, it depends. It depends on how you feel about it's the Mandalorian. A as it's a, a trap show. for your wallet, for sure. Yeah. If it is, uh, if it actually, the funny thing about this is, this is not. Did I even show? Did I show you guys what this is from? What this Grogu no. is from? Do you have like an okay, action figure I'll, set or something? Yeah, I, I do actually. So I've got. Uh, hold on, I'll grab this real quick, and then we'll get into more Metroid Prime stuff. Metroid Prime's a game with a fetch quest, a really bad one. <laughs> I do like Metroid Prime. All right, here we go, here we go. So I've got this little pod, little pod up here, mm-hmm. you know, that it goes in. And then, of course, I've got a, uh, you know, a little push a little cart. carrier. That, that he can go around in and to push to push the tiny baby i've got a samurai armor din Jaren. Nice. so he's got a freaking you know he's got a blaster he's got a rocket pack he's got metal uh it's not actually metal it's plastic but you know metal like beskar samurai Helmet, all that sort of stuff. He's got the the classic like tabby boots, you know, if you can see them from there. But uh, those are cool. Sort of They're stuff. expensive, got, though. They are expensive. Yeah. They are expensive. And then I got one of these big, his big long rifle that he's got. So I could never collect swappable uh, hands. I could never collect action figures because it just gets so out of hand. It really does. So it's definitely been one of those things where it's like. I, it, I'll get like one, you know what I mean? Like I got the, uh, I got the, like, uh, another variant, like the kingdom hearts variant of cloud strife where he's got like the red, he's got Vincent's red cloak and gloves. And then he's got his, uh, he's got his like sword. That's all bandaged up all over it, mm-hmm. which by the way, when I, uh, when I showed my daughter, uh, today, she was like, I just want to take the bandages off. So the sword feels better. It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I uh, I get That's it. That's funny. I get it. You know, but I've got I've got you know, uh, my wife got me a big Shenron uh, statue from from Dragon Ball. So it's like I've got I've got things here and there. I got I got myself you know I got myself a little Broly from uh, the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, sure. just because I saw him and I was like, this dude is too sick. I need it. But it's pretty. I don't. I definitely don't collect. Like I'm not the type of person who's gonna be like, oh, I've got every amiibo. I have like three, four. I got rid of all. I've mine. got Bowser. 
I got I got the uh, actually uh, Andrew Wolf bought me the two pack the uh, the Samus Returns two pack where it's like I had that uh, Samus and her like Metroid I Metroid uh, two pose and then the the I Metroid sold itself. that for like a hundred dollars out of the box. Holy yeah, shit! Dude, some of these wow. amiibo, as I'm saying, I sold them all because like some of them were like worth a lot. Worth a I lot. Like, I I kept, I mean maybe yeah. I kept one. He's around here somewhere. Oh, he's over. He's behind me. I kept an Olimar from pikmin that's like the only one i oh, kept that's cool. because i just love pikmin that much so yeah i got uh i mean you know how i feel about metroid so i got i got samus and the metroid i got charizard and i got bowser and i think that's it i, I don't think i have any other ones because mm-hmm. i don't really care but uh and i then i keep my uh my what is it power of the force admiral akbar figure this is the only one i had i had a lot of uh of star wars toys and i gave them all to my uncle uh, but I kept this one. Yeah. Well, the power of the force stuff is usually not that hard to get because I think they made so much of it. I yeah. nine times out of ten when I see stuff at conventions, it's power of the force or or you know yeah. like black series because they're they're everywhere. But like, yeah, I, I love black. If I was gonna all the ones that I was like, yo, I'm gonna get this. They were all black series because they look so detailed. They look so good. They do. I think they're like 20 bucks a piece, but there's definitely been some where it's like, Oh, I'll get like return of the Jedi black outfit, Luke from the black series. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, with his green lightsaber and all that sort of shit. Be like, yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Let me get a Darth Vader. I, I probably will at some point get like a Luke, and Vader and like maybe a stormtrooper or something like that. But someone, someone to beat up only. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. 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 Yeah, but like I'm a huge fan. Like you've seen my laptop. Like I've got Darth Vader's helmet on there. Like I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm a big Vader fan. He's a cool uh, guy. I have <laughs> yes, noted noted cool guy Darth I Vader. Have, I'll have to get a picture of it sometime. Up there, I have a Darth Vader. Like it's not a statue. It's like a toy that doesn't move, but it's really tall. I've literally had it since I was maybe three years old, and I still have it. It was like, I was just like, I could never get rid of this. So it's up there, but I'm not going to take it out from behind all the crap that's in front of it. Yeah. 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 But anyways, Metroid. It's a good game with uh, a bad fetch quest. It's, uh, it's interesting. It is, it is very, very interesting. Uh, one thing, uh, I remembered so in the in in other games typically they have you lose more uh at the beginning of the game and they don't actually give you everything they start you with nothing so like cl- in classic style at the beginning of Super Metroid you don't have any upgrades or anything uh, and the 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 rationale I like it when these games do that like uh, the biggest I'm gonna get I'm gonna get high level for a second. The satisfaction with playing Metroidvanias, or as I like to call them, Metroid style games, because I feel like calling them Metroidvanias is giving Castlevania way too much credit. Uh, they were a totally different type of game until they just ripped off Metroid, and that's just the facts. Uh, so, with these sorts of games, there are a couple of things that are really satisfying about them. One is uh, an increasing mastery over the space, both, uh, 
uh, on the player side and on the character side. So as you traverse the game, you're collecting more power-ups, you're becoming more powerful. Things that used to be a problem for you are no longer a problem at all because your stats are higher, you are much more well-equipped, uh, and uh, uh, and you've also come to know the environments far more, so you have a lot more mastery. Um, another thing that is satisfying about them, uh, or no, I guess I kind of looped those two together in one thing. Basically, like, you get used to the space, you get used to traversing and like retracing your footsteps and being able to access more things and the slow growth to power. You start the beginning of the game, you're very weak. By the end of the game, you're a god and you're just like wrecking everything. Um, in most of these sorts of games, they don't give you everything to start with and then take it away from you because that feels worse. They typically start you with basically nothing. They don't give you everything. And then give they you... They give you, like, the... What you would... They give what you, you most, would consider, yeah. like, the Samus kit. You know? In Prime, yeah. they do. This is kind of my point. My This is what I'm getting to. But in most of these games... So, like, in, in the, the beginning of Super Metroid... Um, she doesn't have any of her equipment. And the justification for this is she was literally just going to drop something off at like a Federation base, which is not a place where she would need any of her weapons. So she didn't have it. So then when she was interrupted there and attacked there and then chased the, the uh, perpetrator to another place, she didn't have any of her stuff. That's the justification there. There's similar justification in other things in, in fusion, uh, the justification is that, uh, all the upgrades that she had at the end of Super Metroid, which is the, uh, the fusion takes place right after Super Metroid. She's got all her power-ups, but then she gets infected with something because her suit is part biological. The suit gets corrupted and it has to be cut off. So she loses everything. Uh, and then there's like a biological reason why she doesn't get the ice beam. And like, there's like actual story reasons for that. Um, I've never really had, uh, that I can remember a game where they give you a bunch of stuff that you have up front. Like you've got missiles, you've got a better suit, you've got more health, you've got, you know, uh, the morph ball and the bombs and all this sort of stuff. And then they take it away because you just got hit hard and your suit I, shorted I, out, which I think is a piss. I wonder if it was for the that. demo. I mean, probably. Um, because I think there was a demo. And that I think was the, the demo, demo that section. ended after, like, at the end of escaping the, the station. So I think it's it like, oh, but we want people to be able to, like, who are playing the demo to be able to use the morph ball and, like, you know, the missiles and, like, all that stuff. Sure. So I could see that as a justification sure. for doing it that way. That is, honestly, that is probably what it was because I did play the demo for the game and it was that. Um, I probably it did, was that but I section. Don't remember. I seem to recall them having you do some sort of a fight with Ridley before you ran away, but that I, is not in this I game. I recalled that as so, well, and I must have made that up, like in my head. Either, either we're all, um, uh, what's it called? When everybody Mandela thought that, that African affecting. leader had died, yes. The, it was the, it was the, it, it, either it's a, like a cultural Mandela effect or that was a real thing that happened. And I don't think uh, so. the world may never know because I'm not going to search Because apparently it right this now. is just based on the source code of the original game. So like, 
it would have happened. Yeah, but the demo could have been different. Like the demo might not have just been the intro to yeah. the game. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't we know. We gotta find a GameCube demo disc that has it on there. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. God. God, yes, we do. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh Ilmini Dren, I think you're allowed to have flimsy excuses when it's obviously necessary for the gameplay. Yes, but my problem with that is that there are people who who have justifications for it. So like for example, um I mean, I guess this isn't that much less a flimsy excuse, but like in the beginning of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, you run into death and death is like, yoink, yeah, I'm not going to let you have all this dope stuff and go after your dad. Um, like I, I, I just, the thing, I think the thing for me that really rubbed me the wrong way is that, oh, I got hit really hard, uh, which is something that my armor is there to protect me from. And then it made my armor just kind of go away and all my abilities go away. I don't know. That seemed, it seemed like if you spent like five seconds, you could have written a better thing, but that is me getting, getting, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As long as you don't spend time, uh, spend tons of time on said flimsy excuses. That's a distraction. Fair, super fair, you know, and I'm, I'm getting distracted by, you know, that dumb thing. But anyways, um, I haven't, uh, all of that to say, that wasn't even the point that I was trying to get to. I just, uh, that was like a, an aside. But one of the things that I thought was interesting is I didn't remember it being so soon before you lost everything. And then I really didn't remember that it didn't take hardly any time at all to get all of that stuff back. Like I've not played uh, Metroid Prime Remastered for very long. And I I think I basically have everything uh, that I had at the beginning of the game already. Uh, actually, hold on. Let me let me open this up and look at my profile real quick to see how long I've been playing because I've not I I've not been using a guide or anything like that. I've just been kind of I, meandering. I mostly got through uh, it without a guide. I used it for one thing because I just was in a room and I knew that I had to get to the next room and I couldn't figure out how. And I was like, I'm not gonna spend like two hours in here just fuffing about. Like, I just want to know how to get in the next room. So I looked it up and then, um, like at near the end, when I was getting all of the Chozo artifacts, they basically tell you where they are, but I apparently had not scanned one of the totems that gives you the clue. And I just was like, I don't want to go all the way back and scan it and then have to go all the way to somewhere else. So I just looked up where it was because I was just like, I don't care yeah um yeah i this is weird i haven't seen this in a while uh it doesn't actually tell me how long it tells you when you've played how long it took um no but like even like i've it's got um legend of heroes trails to azure played for five hours or more uh let's go pikachu played for 45 hours or more metroid prime remastered first played eight days ago it doesn't even tell me how long I played, played it, it long enough. Doesn't it go in like five hour increments or something like that? If it goes on five hour increments, then I've played it for less than five hours. And I have all the stuff that I had at the beginning of the game, which I guess isn't that big of a deal because didn't we establish I, that this game is like I 10 hours long, like 13 hours or half, something. So yeah. 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 So I guess that's not a big deal, but 
I I feel like I only really played it for like maybe two hours. And like, I just, I had, I'd already gotten back everything uh, that I'd lost, which I I did not remember it being that way. I say the game is deceptively long. Like, I feel like it's a little longer than it needs to be, in my opinion. But like, you will go through, I was going through play sessions where I played for like an hour and a half and I felt like I was blazing through the game when in reality, I was actually only going at the pace I was supposed to be going. Because I would end the day and I'm like, yeah, I got like 30 new missiles. I got, you know, a new suit. I got the grappling hook or whatever. And it's like, I got all this stuff. But then you look forward and you're like, oh, I still have to get like this, 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 like, and go to this area and get all these stupid Chozo artifacts or whatever. And so like, it feels like at times you're making a ton of progress. But in reality, you're just like going at the pace of the game. Um, Yeah. But yeah it i think it's a i think it's a well-made game um i i've only been playing it docked with my pro controller so i'm really the only way i played it well i mean i yeah i'm I'm about to be at pax for for a week so i'm gonna just have my switch on me i'm not gonna have my dock or anything on me so i'm really curious how it's gonna feel on that kind of more compact and restrictive uh you know control scheme yeah so, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, I do have other things to play. So if, if it isn't vibing with me, you know, I'll probably just keep plugging away on Trails to Azure, yeah. uh, which has also been really good. Uh, and that, of course, ha- you know, being a, you know, turn-based JRPG it has is right at home on the Switch. 100%. So. It's good stuff. <sighs> you got anything else, my dude? Nope. Shall we get out of here? Let's do it. All right. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, people of all kinds and ages, uh, for joining us for the very, very nice episode 269 of The Platformers. Uh, If you want to check us out, you can find uh, us as a group at Platformers Pod on Twitter uh, and at uh, youtube.com slash Platformers Pod and twitch.tv slash Platformers Pod where we stream each episode of the show, Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, if you want to find me individually, you can find me on Twitter and uh, Hive and uh, Backlogged, B-A-C-K-L-O-G-G-D, at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. Uh, I've been updating my Backlogged to kind of keep track of all the games I've been playing. And when I'm finished with them, I write little reviews and things like this, give them my own little star rating. So if you're looking to check out what I'm playing or what any of our, uh, of our fellow, uh, friends are playing, that's a really great resource. Uh, I used to use the GG app, but, uh, they don't have nearly as many games or keep track of as many versions of the games as this one. And, uh, it's just, a more full featured thing. Nothing against GG app. I really, really enjoyed it, but this has like, this lets me get a little bit more granular with my coverage, which is something that I really like. So Josh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on letterboxd at letterboxd.com slash Jawa Josh. I post like all of the movies and stuff. Um, there that I saw, I saw scream six last week and really enjoyed it. Um, and then if you want to see all the cool, uh, video essay stuff I'm doing, you can go to youtube.com slash media is mythic. 
Cool. If you want to see some of the stuff that I have done, uh, I know that they are still promoting some of the Hogwarts Legacy uh, guides. I did a lot of that. Uh, I also wrote uh, some guides for GameSpot, for Stray, and some other games uh, lately, so you can check those out as well. Man, getting ready for PAX. Going to see a lot of stuff. Going to finally visit Boston. I've never been to Boston, Boston. so I'm very excited about that. Boston. I've never been either. I'm not really sure what I should be on the lookout for food-wise, uh, but I've also got a day on the back end uh, where I'll be hanging out Boston in New York. Boston cream so. pie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you are in the Boston area or the New York area and will be there in the next week, hit me up on Twitter at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. I'd be happy to meet up with you. Uh gonna be seeing a lot of appointments be seeing a lot of games meeting meeting up with a lot of people that i have known for a long time but not met up with in the meat space as they say so that should be a lot of fun anyways from everybody here at the platformers we hope that you have a wonderful week and stay safe out there because until next time we are out